Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's Cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. Welcome to our A's Farm podcast. I'm your host, athleticsfarm.com editor-in-chief, Bill Moriarty. And today, we're going to be taking a look at your Stockton ports. And we're going to start out by talking to Stockton skipper Webster Garrison and getting his insights on some of the A's top prospects he's had on his team this season. After that, we're going to be joined by the A's 2017 top draft pick, outfielder Austin Beck. Then we'll catch up with Stockton's top starter this season, right-hander Brady Feigl. And finally, we'll check in with one of the newest members of the Ports pitching staff, left-hander Hogan Harris. But first, we caught up with Stockton skipper Webster Garrison just before the trade deadline when one of his starting outfielders, Jamison Hanna, was traded to the Reds in return for pitcher Tanner Roark. Here's our conversation with Webster Garrison. Thanks for joining us today, Webster. Thanks for having me. This is your second stint in Stockton. They, they obviously liked you so much they brought you back for a, a return engagement. How, how are you enjoying your, uh, your second stint here in Stockton? I'm having fun, and that's the key to baseball. I'm having fun. Got a young group, most of the guys first year here in high A, so we had to make some adjustments early in the year, but uh, having fun, playing some good baseball, and I enjoy being around the young kids. You're right. This is a very young team, probably one of the youngest teams in the Cal League. So mm-hmm. does that temper the way you approach things? Do you have to start the season just knowing you got to show a little more patience maybe? or <laughs> uh, Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You've got to have some patience. Young guys, first year in the league, like I said. And we went through some growing pains early in the year. But uh, guys are doing extremely well now. We're swinging the bats a lot better, playing some good hard-nosed baseball. But we played all that all year. But uh we're having more fun right now. We're having more fun. Yeah, that's always good. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a few guys. Uh, starting off with, uh, obviously, one of the more high-profile guys, Austin Beck. Um, uh, obviously, you're aware of his season last year in Beloit. Nobody really likes hitting in Beloit, so I'm sure he's enjoying hitting here in Stockton a, l- a little more anyway. But where do you feel he's at in his development? And what's he working on? What's he trying to accomplish at this stage of the game? Well, I think he's in a good place right now. Last year, like you said, being in Beloit, he was learning more about hitting Instead of trying to drive the ball out of the ballpark, and he had a good season hitting. He hit for like 296, 295. He had a better average than he usually have. And uh, this year he's working on, you know, getting the ball elevated more. 
So between a combination of hitting and getting the ball elevated and uh, playing good defense with the strong arm he's got out there in the outfield, but uh, that's what he's working on in the game, and uh, he's, he's coming around pretty good right now. Now, I know a lot of times power develops and increases as players get a little older, a little bigger, a little stronger. But what about, I know the organization would probably love to see his, his plate discipline improve a little bit, you know, get on base a little more. Uh, do you talk to him about that? Do you work on anything with him about that? Yeah, that was a big thing last year in Beloit, plate discipline, getting on base, using the whole field, learning how to hit. And this year he's trying to put both of them together. Where he's trying to elevate the ball, like I said earlier, some plate discipline as well. But uh, he's going for it as well. He's taking his hacks. Getting his swings in, and you know, it's right in the happy median of everything. You know, he's hit some home runs, his average is average, and he's got his amount of strikeouts. So it's a combination of everything. The kid's working hard, and uh, it's fun watching him play. Well, another very high-profile prospect you have here is Lazaro Armenteras. Yeah. And uh, I recently talked to uh, assistant GM Billy Owens about him, and he said he thought he was really a, a three-true-outcome player, you know. <laughs> Home runs, walks, strikeouts, and, of course, he is leading your team in all those categories. <laughs> so what do, you, what, do you, what do you feel about uh, Lazaro and what you've been seeing out of him at this point? You know, he hit it right on the head. <laughs> uh, the, the Cuban comment is what I call him, man. He's, he's uh, got the big swing, and he's swinging and missing a lot. He's got a high volume of strikeouts. And he gets his share of walks. I mean, how do you put it? He gets his share of walks, gets his share of strikeouts, and his average is okay, but he's hitting a long ball as well. I mean, he's a talented kid, tools across the board. His arm has gotten better compared to last year and year before, so he's even played a little center field this year. But uh, if he could just, you know, cut down on those strikeouts some kind of way, put the ball in play, because he gets hits. That's usually routine plays, but by his speed, he beats him out sometimes. And so when he comes to play, man, it's a beautiful thing to see. But, uh, you know, that swing and miss is something you definitely have to work on. I know he's struggled a bit with the breaking ball. Is, do, do you feel he he's working on that, getting any getting develop, getting a better approach with that? Oh, yeah, he's working on it because I see him taking more now this year than he did last year. Last year he wasn't swinging or he was swinging at the ones in the dirt. And this year he's got a better approach to it. Uh, you know, it's still not a high volume swing and hit pitch for him, but he's working on it. I see him in a cage every day. He got the curveball machine working, fastball machine working. You know, he's putting his work in. It's just a matter of him development, developing and uh, putting that bat on the ball. It's easier said than done, but he's got all the tools to make it happen. Well, when he does put the bat on the ball, it doesn't go somewhere anyway. So yeah. that's that's the good news. Things happen. <laughs> put it on there. Uh, uh, now the other uh, the other uh, high profile outfielder you got here is Jamison Hand. He was a second round draft pick for the A's, right behind a guy we remember by the name of Kyler Murray. So uh, what, do you, what do you feel Jamison Hand has been uh, able to do here for you, and what kind of progress have you seen him make over the course of the season? He's made some good progress. He adjusted real quick. I mean, he was one of the guys, like you said, high profile coming in as well. And a sweet swing from the left side. Uh, he's produced some good numbers. He's putting the ball in play. He's getting his hits. Using the whole field, he swings the bat, and he gets some opposite field hits. And he pulls some as well. Uh, home runs, they're going to come. Because in BP, he gets his pitch, and he drives it out of the park. But in a game, right, right now, he's just hitting. He's doing a good job of getting on base, getting his hits, playing some good outfield. You know, he can be a little better in the outfield, but he's working on that as well. Like, everybody's working on something. But, uh 
he's a he's a good uh, a good a good young looking player to say it's his first year first full year in professional baseball. Sounds like in BP he's got home run power and in the game he's got doubles power, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a couple home runs, he just don't have many. He he's definitely working on it, but uh he puts the bat on the ball a lot more and he's a exciting player. Uh, another interesting aspect about him is uh, when he was drafted, I always heard about his speed, you know, mm-hmm. that he had great speed. I think he's got maybe just six stolen bases this mm-hmm. year. Do, we f- do you feel he's capable of doing more in the base paths than he has been? Yeah, and that's what we've been working on lately with him. I mean, it's about his jumps. It's about getting out there, getting comfortable to where you can get a good jump to go because, you know, like we talk about, you can't, you know, steal off the catcher. you got to steal off the pitcher, and getting a good jump is a big key to it, and that's what he's working on. I mean, lately, he's been doing a lot better. Early in the year, I think he got kind of, you know, he was holding himself back because he got thrown out. Yeah, he got thrown out a couple times early in the year, and so he wasn't as aggressive as he could be, but lately he's been doing it uh, a lot more, and he's got some bags recently. Uh, another guy, unfortunately, is, is, isn't uh, playing right now is uh, Nick Allen. You know, he's on the injured list. But, man, he got off to a great start for you here. I think when he went on the injured list, he was leading the team in extra base hits. And, you know, he was not known as a guy with, with much pop. So he obviously made a lot of progress here in Stockton. Yes, he did. I mean, the magic man is what I call him. Uh, outstanding defensive player with a strong arm. Anywhere in the infield you put him, he can play. I mean, mainly shortstop, but he played a lot of second base. And offensively, compared to what he did last year, he did an outstanding job. Like you say, he was leading our team in extra base hits. He's our leadoff guy, stealing bases, putting the ball in play. He even had a few home runs. So <laughs> Nick was doing an outstanding job before his injury. He definitely was the catalyst of our offense when we got going, and it was fun to watch him play. Uh, is, is there any chance at all of him making it back this season, or is he you're not likely to see him the rest of the way here? I hope so. I really hope so. I'll make a call in Arizona here soon once he get going, but uh, I'm not sure. It's one of those tweeners where, you know, late August and, you know, season almost coming to an end, you know, next month. So it's going to be a close call, but uh, I hope he comes back and everybody will be happy to see him. He's our igniter offensively and defensively. I mean, he's just a, a awesome team leader on the field as well, and uh, I enjoy watching that kid play. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah, it's definitely good to see him back on the field whenever he comes back. Uh, another middle infielder you've got here uh, was a high draft pick last year, uh, Jeremy Ironman. He's, he had been playing a lot of second, now he's kind of taken over at short with Allen out of the way. You know, he's obviously got a lot of power, you know, could probably use a little more discipline at the plate, but, but what are you seeing out of Jeremy Ironman, and what kind of progress do you feel he's making? Uh, he's making progress as well this second half. I mean, he, he had some issues earlier with the bat with the breaking ball you know trying to hit uh, home runs every time up and he's just working on hitting now and he's doing a good job using the whole field and them home runs are in there as well so he's very very athletic I mean he's playing shortstop it seemed like wow you know we lose Nick Allen and you say okay what is going to be now and he's stepped in and you know we literally haven't missed a beat with him at shortstop strong arm lot of range and very athletic up the middle and uh he's a base stealer he's got power Tools cross the board, and uh, he's having a much better second half than that than that start he had. And I'm I'm proud to see him, you know, using that whole field and hitting some home runs as well. He's right in the middle of that lineup compared to being the bottom of the lineup early in the year. <laughs> well, speaking of plate discipline, one guy you don't have to worry about is your first baseman Alfonso Rivas. He he gets on base all the time. It seems like every box score he's got two walks every game, uh, which is great to see. He was the fourth round draft pick last year. Uh, what what have you been seeing out of Alfonso Rivas? What's he been doing for this oh, team? Mr. Steady, Mr. Steady. I mean, he bring that great dis- 
play discipline, just like you said. He hits the ball to all parts of the field, and he can drive the ball out of the ballpark as well. He's one of those steady bats in the middle of the lineup as well that gets it done. Like you said, he walks, he gets hits, extra base hits, and he plays an outstanding first base forwards. He got a good glove, and he throws the ball. And he's been playing outfield as well, so he made some nice catches in the outfield as well. Just a good, steady guy, and, and to say it's his first year in the league, he's doing an outstanding job also. Let me ask you about one more hitter, and then I just want to ask you about a pitcher, too, real quick. Jonah Bride, you know, he wasn't a top draft pick. He was picked in the 20s somewhere, but he skipped over Beloit. They sent him straight here to Stockton, and he struggled out of the box in April, hit one-something, yeah. and uh, and now he's probably been your best overall hitter in the second half here in Stockton. <laughs> so what, what, you know, what accounts for Jonah Bride's tremendous progress over the course of his first season in the Cal League? I want to say just getting comfortable, getting comfortable and making small adjustments, get some extension on his swings and he's been doing a whole lot better than compared to that first month when we were like okay well we got here we're not sure maybe maybe not but uh he made adjustment real quick and he had a couple games on the line to where we was gonna uh just see what he's got see what we can do and uh maybe make some changes but he changed our mind the right way and he's taking off and he like i said he's using the whole field as well pulling the ball and he's playing outstanding third base he's catching everything getting it over there good strong uh accurate accurate throws from third base and uh he's right in the middle of that lineup but the adjustment for him was just extending through the ball he was getting to the ball cutting himself off rolling over pop-ups you know and uh his confidence got through the roof after he had one big game where he hit a hit a home run had some walks and drove in like four five guys and ever since that night he took off and he's been steady 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 yeah no looking back you don't have to worry about him now yeah <laughs> uh, let me just ask you real quick about a couple pitchers uh, before we wrap up here the guy who's been the real staple of your staff Brady Feigl um you know just the first three months you could count on him every time out every everyone was a solid effort whether he won or not it was a solid start he struggled a bit here in July what have you seen out of Brady Feigl and and what do you think he's uh dealing with right now all, all right now uh He's, he, he's in the zone, still in the zone, getting after hitters. You know, the other day he gave up a three-run home run on it. I thought it was a good pitch guy, did a good piece of hitting. But like you said, he's a staple in our uh, in our rotation. He's a guy that come out and give us a very, very good chance to win. Uh, if he give up runs, it's not many. He was out giving up one run, no runs, maybe two runs that first half, all-star pitcher. Second half, he's making adjustments just like the uh, league is making adjustments on him. And he's still going out giving us a chance. I mean, that one big hit the other day was all the runs they got and uh you know he's an innings eater and you know unfortunately now they hopefully they don't cut back too many of his innings but uh he's not going as long as he want to go he says he's like to go seven or eight innings but pitch count don't allow that but uh he's doing a real good job he's outstanding pitcher he's aggressive he gets after hitters and you're gonna have to put the ball in play to beat him and i, I like that attitude he's got out there yeah definitely uh he's been he's been a real solid guy on the mound for you this year i just want to ask you about one guy who's not here anymore but you had him here and that's james caprillion everyone's always interested in him he's up in midland now just wanted to get your impressions what did you see out of him after he came back here and started throwing for the first time in two and a half years since he'd been been in an actual game situation yeah. first of all he was very excited i mean he was so excited to be here in the clubhouse and get an opportunity to pitch in a actual real game like you put it and uh he's came out and did his thing i mean he didn't he didn't have the velocity he once had but he's out there pitching giving it all he's got he's a great guy in the clubhouse and he's a true strike thrower i mean that's what i'm proud of him as usually a guy that used to throw that hard you know i don't know if he had issues throwing strikes or whatever but he came out and of course he had his pitch limit and 
the three, four innings he gave us every night. I mean, he was a strike thrower, getting after hitters, and he gave us a good opportunity as well. I mean, I, I see big things for him down the road. Yeah, he certainly showed pretty good command for a guy who hadn't thrown in two and a half yeah. years. <laughs> definitely, definitely good command, getting after hitters. You know, he's tense on the mound and, and giving the guys a chance. And uh, he's just a great guy throughout the clubhouse, in the dugout, everywhere. He wants to do everything. So I'm happy for him that he's in double A, getting challenged a little bit more. And hopefully he does well and continue to get that velocity up where he wants it because that's what he's definitely working on. And uh, right now he's definitely a good pitcher. If he gets some more velocity to go with that, he'd definitely be a, a tick up picture. Great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about your team with us today, Webby. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Bill. Stay tuned for more on our A's Farm podcast coming right up. The A's made power-hitting high school outfielder Austin Beck their top pick back in the 2017 draft. After batting 295 with just two home runs in Beloit last season, the 20-year-old was hitting in the 250s with seven home runs and 16 doubles for Stockton at the start of August. We talked to him about the differences between Beloit and Stockton and what he's been working on this year. Here we are in, uh, in the end of July, uh, deep, deep in the season now. How's your first uh, full season in the Cal League going for you? It's good. Um, started off kind of slow. Um, then got off to a hot start. Um, and then I ended up getting hurt. Um, pulled my quad. Um, and I was down for two or three weeks, got back, played a week or two, and then re-injured it. Um, so that was kind of tough going back through that. Uh, I started playing again probably a week or two ago um, and I just kind of jumped right back into it and, and started swinging it well. I feel good at the plate um, but I mean it's definitely an adjustment especially from last year coming from uh, Beloit where the ball didn't really fly um, but no it's been overall a good experience. So Yeah I was actually going to ask you about that. that playing in Beloit last year we all know every everyone you talk to it's not the best hitting environment there. How did you feel about hit? You know you ended up with a good batting average not big power numbers but how did you feel overall about that experience of trying to hit in Beloit in the Midwest League? It was definitely tough I um, mean you get first two months of the season it's 30 degrees and you barrel up a ball and the bat still breaks and you're confused. Um, I mean, yeah, the power numbers weren't there, but uh, as soon as I saw the ball wasn't really going to fly, I just was like, all right, I'm just going to put up a good average and, and just hit, hit balls in gaps and, and, sit and try to hit a lot of doubles. Um, so, I mean, it, it worked out pretty well. Right. Now, uh, uh, I know in the offseason you kind of got a little stronger, bulked up a little bit. A little bit. Uh, what, what were you doing in the offseason, and what was your, your goal and intention in your offseason uh, workouts? Um, so I hooked up with Eric Cressy, um, went up to or went down to Florida, Jupiter, Florida. It was to his uh, facility and, and got a weightlifting program from him uh, and, and just did kind of all that. And, and then hitting-wise, I went and uh, worked out with Michael Coleman, who um, he works out uh, Mookie Betts. Um, so I got a chance to hit with him a few times, um, just kind of fine-tune things with my swing. Um, but no, I, I just tried to just tried to get stronger and faster in the offseason. Um, I come in 10 pounds heavier than I was last year, which was, which was my goal, because um, obviously you come to the season play 142 games and it's hot you're gonna lose some weight um so i, I kind of was like all right i'll just go in a little heavier a little more bulky um and it's worked out pretty well so well we talked about playing in, in beloit and in the midwest league now you're here in stockton in the cal league which is definitely known as a much more friendly hitters environment so how do you feel about hitting here in stockton in this ballpark and in the cal league in general i know it's fun um ball definitely does fly uh it's good to see balls fly like <laughs> that um but now i got here knowing the ball flew so I, Kind of got a little too big at the beginning of the season, um, so I, I, I realized that and kind of went back to my approach from last year um, and just 
kind of just tried to hit balls in the gap and knew they would fly just because of, of uh, how the balls do fly here. Um, and it's kind of it's took off and, and worked out pretty well for me. So. So you mentioned the injury as well, the quad injury that had you on the IL for a while. How do you feel? Is it, do you still feel it a little bit at all, or, or how, how are you feeling health-wise? Uh, no, I don't feel it at all. Um, I feel 100%. The only, only thing that really I felt was my first game back, my feet were a little tired. Um, <laughs> that, was my, that was just because I ain't played a full game in, in three and a half weeks. Um, but no, I mean, everything else feels really good. Body feels good. So. Uh, being on the IL for a while, just sort of getting back in the swing of things in general, how do you feel about your, your swing itself? Are you comfortable with it at this stage? Are you working on anything? Are you tweaking anything with it? Uh, no, I, I feel really comfortable with it. Um, I mean, I, I feel like you kind of always are working on things in the season, um, just tuning things, uh, adjusting to, to how you're getting pitched and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I was able to hit through my injury anyways because it was my front leg. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I didn't really lose anything swing-wise. Um, so I, I just kind of stayed with my swing and, and stayed with my approach, and I was fine right when I got back. So. And how do you feel about your overall approach at the plate? Are you uh, are you trying to develop a little uh, a little more pitch recognition, a little more plate discipline? You're trying to get on base a little more, or you know, how are you approaching things at the plate at this stage? Right. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, I always try to get on base every time. I know it's not possible um, just because game 70% failure. But um, you know, I just if I if I feel myself swinging at bad pitches out of the zone. Um, I'll get in there, I'll watch video, I'll talk to, my, I'll talk to our hitting coach and just kind of get back to my approach, get back to my zone, um, just swing good pitches and I should be fine. So. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, is there anything in particular that the coaches that, uh, that you work with are you know, trying to get you to do or get you to work on or any direction they're trying to guide you in, any advice they're giving you at this stage of the game? Uh, the main, main thing is just, um, just with my load, just start slow. Um, if I get too herky-jerky, then I'm late, my head's moving. Um, so I, they just kind of constantly remind me um, just to start my load slow and, and, and my head and everything else fall in place. So. So you don't have to rush through your, your swing and everything, and, and, and then it gets a little out of, out of whack at that point. Um, we're heading into the final month of the season here, uh, pretty much. Uh, what's your focus? What's on your mind? What are you hoping to uh, accomplish or do with this final month of the season? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, right before my injury, I, I was hitting the ball pretty well. Um, I was seeing, ball, seeing the ball well, getting walks, um, not swinging the pitches out of the zone. I, I just, I just want to stay, stay with that. Um, just finish the season strong, um, just finish it hitting well and, and, and getting on base um, at a pretty high rate. So. Yeah, that sounds like, a, sounds like a good thing to do. Okay, well, best of luck the rest of the way, Austin. Thank you. I appreciate it. Stay tuned for more on our A's Farm podcast coming right up. Right-hander Brady Feigl was the A's fifth-round pick in last year's draft. He looked solid in brief stints with Beloit in Vermont last year, and he turned out to be Stockton's most dependable starter over the first half of the season. He kept the ports in the game in almost every outing while putting up an ERA of 313 over April, May, and June. But he hit a bit of a road bump in July when he went 0-4 with an ERA over 8 in six appearances for the ports. He's been working to get back on track so he can hopefully start putting up some of the impressive performances he was consistently delivering for Stockton early in the season. Thanks for joining us today, Brady. Thanks for having me. Well, absolutely. You, you got off to a tremendous start this year. Uh, what, what, what accounted for your hot start right, right off the bat in the Cal League? Um, a lot of it was just fastball command, focusing on knowing where my fastball was going and which type was coming out, whether it was going to cut a little or run a little. Um, Chris Smith, the pitching coach here, really helped me a lot um, mentally on the mound so I could get repeatable and be consistent once I got out there, and that really helped me a lot. How valuable has Chris Smith been? It's his first year here as a pitching coach. Uh, has he been a great resource for you, a guy who pitched in the majors before? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's seen a lot, you know. I mean, 
he's been around the the game for a long time and, and he understands it and his his presence here it's just it's comforting and he's been with us the whole way just teaching us the the small details of it at this point refining things and really working on the metal game while we're out there and it's it's been really helpful well, you know, the first three months of the season, you really were remarkably consistent. I mean, almost every start was pretty solid. Whether you won or lost, it was, it was a good effort. Now, I know in July, you've had some struggles here. What do you, what do you think uh, accounts for that? Um, just not making the pitch when I need to. Uh, I, I went back to what I was doing earlier and the way we looked at it, if you threw 100 pitches in a game, 66 you could put where you wanted. <laughs> 17 were so bad they weren't going to touch it. And then 17 are the ones they do damage on. And you have to control those 17. And when I started scuffling, it, it turned into, okay, I, I'm just going to hit my spot here instead of having a little fire behind it. Like, no, I need to stop the damage here and realize that this is one of those 17 pitches. Mm -hmm. um, which I've worked on with Smitty and, and uh, we've talked about it and how to how to stop the bleeding, stop the damage as it happens so it doesn't just keep piling on and piling on. And um, I'm starting to get on the backside of it, coming out of it. Well, that's good to hear. I, I guess when you started scuffling, getting into a little trouble, maybe you were trying to be a little too fine, yeah. just a little too perfect at that point? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you almost try to do too much. and You kind of just have to control what you can control, take your hands off. If you make your pitch and they get a chink hit, or if you make your pitch and they hit a home run, I mean, you just got to tip your cap sometimes. and. How to handle that while you're out there was a big part of it, and, and he's really helped me through it. So, well, one great thing is you've been healthy all year. It seems like you haven't had any problems. Has anything bothered you at all all year? Have you felt good? Have you felt strong? No, everything's been uh, everything's been good. And I think that's credit to you know Matt Mossman here in the weight room, and then and Shane, our trainer, just keeping me healthy, keeping me on the field. I mean, they, they're great guys, and anything that I need to to stay healthy and to stay pitching, they they do a great job of um, keeping us out there. So. So we're talking a little bit about what what you've been working on to try to get back on track. Uh, it sounded like a lot of it's a lot of it's mental at this point. Is there anything else you're you're focused on or working on or trying to do or trying to refine at this stage of the game? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's always a work in progress. I feel like you take five steps forward and take three steps back, you know. And it's it's just to stay sharp out there and try to be as consistent as possible and um, continue to improve my fastball command and then bring the change up behind it and try to really mirror that off of the two seam that I throw. That's, that's what really what I'm working on is getting a consistent two-seam and then having a changeup that can fall right off. Mm -hmm. Now, I think last year between college and the pros, you probably threw about 115, 120 innings total. I think you're starting to creep up on that at this point. Do you feel a little, a little tired or a little fatigued at all, or do you still feel just as strong as the start of the season? Um, I, it's part of it. I think it's just start to start because sometimes you get five days, sometimes you get six. My last one was four days. So it just it depends on what you do in between. And, and for me, um, yes, I mean, sure, there's, there's starts where you do out there and you don't feel great, but it's just it's part of it and you got to work your way through it. Obviously, August is, they call it the dog days of summer, so you're, you're getting into the last month and everything. But, no, I, I think you just approach everything the same way and try to be as consistent as possible. Yeah, you're not usually playing in August in college anyway. That's a new thing for you, right? <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> and how do you like playing here in Stockton in the Cal League? What's this environment like for you uh, as opposed to what you've experienced before? Uh, it's uh, Some of the parks that we've gone to and traveled to are, are park obviously Banner Island's very very nice um, and then we were just down in Rancho and, and they get a really good crowd that's a nice feel I mean it's definitely a cool atmosphere and um, it's been a lot of fun
Do you feel uh, there's anything different about the way the hitters approach you or try to attack you here at this level than, than you've faced before? Yeah, they're a lot more patient. They don't swing at as much crap on the ground. <laughs> uh, you, you definitely have to set them up and kind of learn how to sequence and read swings, which is all part of it. And uh, it's just been fun seeing the, the intricacies of the game that I hadn't been exposed to before. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you really can't fool them quite so quite so easily, can yeah, you? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I kind of get the impression you sound like you're a bit of a student of the game and you, you look at the numbers and you think a lot about the mental side of the game. Is that is that the case? Yeah, definitely. I mean, whatever it takes to get me better. It, at this point, it's not just throwing. I mean, you got to pitch and you got to know where your ball's going and what it's doing at all times. And um, I think Chris Smith's done a really good job of helping me through that and understand what I do that makes me good. And uh, I just try to stick to that and go with it. Well, as we head into the final month of the season here, like you mentioned, what's what's your focus? What's on your mind? What are you trying to accomplish? Where are you trying to, to get to in this final month of the season? Just finish the way I started. Um, nothing. I, I don't need to do anything crazy. Um, I want to stay healthy through the end of it and kind of get, I, like you said, the last couple, I'd had a few rough starts, but just, you know, start getting back on track and, and get back to where I was at the beginning of the season and uh, finish strong. Great. Thanks so much for taking time to join us today, Brady. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Stay tuned for more on our A's Farm podcast coming right up. The A's took left-hander Hogan Harris with their third-round pick in last year's draft. But unfortunately, the lefty suffered an elbow strain before he could take the mound last season. He ended up having PRP treatment and didn't get back into action until June of this year. The good news is he got off to a great start with Vermont before being bumped up to Stockton at the end of July and we caught up with him just shortly after his first start for Stockton. Thanks for taking the time to join us today, Hogan. Oh, of course. Why not? So uh, you you were drafted last year, third round by the A's. Fairly uh, high draft pick. A lot of people were very interested in. Unfortunately, you ended up dealing with some injuries last year. You never got on the field last year at all. What what were the injuries? What kept you off the field last year? Uh, basically, it was a UCL strain. I didn't have any tears, nothing like that. But decided to get a PRP shot, and we just... We kind of decided it would be best to take it slow. Early in career, no reason to try to rush anything, mess anything up. So we just decided to take the slower, more methodical route. And But, hey, now we're here. <laughs> so you ended up having almost a, a year off, really, to, to, exactly. to, to recover. So I guess you're feeling, are, you, are you feeling pretty good right now? Anything bothering you? No, everything feels great. Uh, yeah, arm feels good, body feels good. Starting to get a little bit tired, but <laughs> not, I mean, just getting used to it, getting adapted to it. But. Everything else, pitching-wise, feels great. So you started the year in Vermont, got your feet wet there. You were pitching very well, striking out a lot of guys. You looked like you were really in command there. And then they bumped you right straight up here to the Cal League, which is a lot more advanced than the New York Penn League. So uh, what, what do you feel the differences are pitching here as opposed to pitching in Vermont? Well, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed just in the uh, one start that I've had is definitely the discipline, a lot more discipline. Like uh, I threw some good change-ups that – weren't laid off of very often in Vermont and here they spat on them like they like it was nothing so I mean it's more just have command and be able to pitch off certain things and you have to be a lot better with that right you really can't fool guys quite as easily here it takes a lot more effort right it does does. (laughs) so tell me a little bit about your repertoire what do you actually throw out there on the mound so I have a two seam four seam I mean pretty much same thing two seam four seam change up curveball and uh, slider and uh, what, what, how do you feel those pitches are at? What's a, what's a really strong pitch for you? What are you still working on? Well, always I always do my best to work off the fastball. And then fastball probably to change up. Uh, 
because I've recently, the last year or two, been able to get a lot more command with that change up. Uh, been able to put it where I want it pretty much. And then the curveball slider just depends on the type of hitter, what I've noticed that they swing at more, swing at less, what they see better out the hand. So those two just go hand in hand, change depending on who I'm facing. Well, if you feel pretty confident in your uh, changeup, uh, that, that's a good thing because at this stage of the game, a lot of guys don't, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's definitely been a pitch that's helped me a lot to play off of the fastball. Yeah, I mean, if you can really change speeds effectively at this level, that's going to give you a much better ability to fool guys. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, let me ask you here in Stockton, what's your impression of the league, of the city, of playing here in Stockton, playing here in the Cal League? Well, it's, uh, it's definitely across the country. <laughs> Long trip to get here, but I like, kind of feels like home almost. I mean, I'm from Louisiana, so it's hotter. Right. Hotter, a uh, little bit of humidity, not bad. So right now there's a pretty good breeze though. Mm. Haven't quite been here long enough to fully answer that question, but for now, it uh, it's a it's different. Not better, <laughs> not better or worse, just different. So what's your living situation here in Stockton? Where are you living? Who are you living with? You got teammates as roommates? What's the what's the yeah, deal? I'm living in an apartment with Brady Feigl, uh, Gus Varland, Alfonso Rivas, and Mr. Jameson Hanna. Wow, so you've got uh, three pitchers and uh, two hitters. So, so are, you, <laughs> are, are you learning from each other, hopefully? We are. We had, we had like a two-hour conversation yesterday of like pitches, hitting. It was good. So uh, what are you working on right now? Are you, is there anything like you're working on with Chris Smith, the pitching coach, anything you're trying to develop or refine at this stage of the game? My biggest thing is just consistency. Uh, mostly for me, my biggest thing to work on is my plant foot, not not rotating off and all kind of stuff because sometimes I'll get a little bit excited and I kind of – leak open a little bit early and I'll leave pitches up so for me my biggest thing is just trying to find that consistency with the landing point and it's it's definitely gotten better over the last few months so we're getting there but that's my biggest thing right now after missing so much time and not pitching for for a year or, or more I mean how comfortable did you feel back on the mound or really did you have to kind of like re remind yourself of a lot of things and refigure a lot of things out it took a while <laughs> uh, it felt good to be back on the mound but I wouldn't necessarily say comfortable it took a few months to get like there was no big problems, big issues, but right. it was just a lot of little things that needed fixing. And once we figured out one thing, it was right onto another. So the first like two, three months I was on the mound, it was a grind to get back to feeling real comfortable. But when it finally got there, it felt great. Well, I, you know, we're in the last month of the season. You probably got maybe five, six starts uh, to go the rest of the way. And let, let's get into the playoffs as well. Yeah. But uh, what are you focused on? What are you thinking about? What are you trying to accomplish in those final five or six starts here of the re uh, remainder of the season? Uh, basically for me, one, of course, the, but that's more like bullpens working on stuff that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. In-game, limit walks. Uh, easiest way to say it is giving my team a chance to win, basically. Limit walks, limit hits, obviously. I'm more okay with giving up a hit than I am a walk because sometimes when people get hits, it is what it is. But walks, you can't. That's something that you can control. So that's my biggest thing. In college, I walked a lot of people. But so far this year, I've done a lot better with command. So Basically, you don't want to beat yourself anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, they're gonna, if I'm going to get beat, I want them to beat me, not me do it to myself. Right. Great. Well, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us today, Hogan. Absolutely. It was awesome. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of the A's Farm Podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find daily updates on all the A's top prospects and all the daily action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty, and we'll see you again down on the farm. 
This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.